Welcome to SA Wellcast, the podcast where we explore the many facets of health and well-being. This podcast is brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being and a generous grant from the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the St. Alphonsus Wellcast brought to you by the St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Wellbeing Department. My name is Amy James. I'm a registered dietitian with our department, and I am super excited for our topic today on the Pomodoro Method. We've got our very own Candy Zapia and our intern, Shelby Brendel, and we're going to be chatting about the Pomodoro Method. So, Shelby, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Shelby. I'm currently a junior at Boise State University. I am double majoring in health studies and public health. I'm also getting a minor in business, and I'm currently their intern for the semester. And she has been awesome. We have loved having you. Amazing. (laughs) All right. So let's get to it. What exactly is the Pomodoro Technique? I hear that, and I think of a tomato. Yes, well, it was actually originally named after those cute tomato-shaped kitchen timers that uh, start ticking with the twist at the top, um, and it has become a time management system. Um, So it encourages people to work with the time that they have rather than against it. Um, So by using this method, you break your workday into about 25-minute chunks separated by five-minute breaks. Um, And after about four Pomodoros, you take a longer break, about 15 to 20 minutes. Awesome. Uh, It sounds like I could actually really use this technique in my day. (laughs) Right. Yes. Okay. So how would someone start to implement this into their, you know, busy life? A lot of our listeners are are healthcare workers, and so they've got a long list of things to do. So how exactly do we start using this? So when I originally started, obviously I'm a student, so it's a bit different. But when I started, I picked kind of easier uh, things I had to get done in the day Mm -hmm. rather Mm -hmm. than something that I knew was going to take me a few hours. That way I could feel a little bit successful and it kind of set me up to do it in the future as well. So I pick assignments that I know is going to take me about an hour. That way I know I'm able to get it done within these 25-minute chunks. Um, And when I take those breaks, I completely step away from that assignment, not kind of thinking about it. I make sure I'm thinking about either something fun or my phone or something like that. Right. And so if I get this right, for those of us who have tasks that would take a little bit longer, it's still really beneficial to chunk it out into those 25-minute spurts, right? Yes. I've kind of developed my own Pomodoro method. You don't necessarily have to follow the 25-minute chunk. Um, For me personally, when I have really big projects, I kind of break it into 45-minute chunks, and then maybe I'll take a 10- or 15-minute break. That's easier for me because by doing only 25 minutes, I feel like, all this is going to take forever for me for these really long assignments. So I kind of developed it for my own method, and welcome for anyone else to do that as well. You don't have to follow the 25 minutes. It's just more so about focusing on that thing for a certain set of time, only focusing on that, and then taking a break and kind of stepping stepping away from it. Right. And I... Last night before this podcast, I went to look at a YouTube video that Mm -hmm. talked a little bit more about it so I could learn more about it. And I remember that the gentleman that was doing the video also said that if you get yourself into a state of flow, right, to not disturb that. Yes. um, But then when you need to take a little break, you can. So it sounds like you can make the Pomodoro method or technique. Um, customized to you. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I would say to anyone, especially in uh, like college. I utilize it however I need to. So if I'm reading for an assignment where I know I have a hundred pages to read, 
I know that after about 15 to 20 pages, I'm going to need to take a break. I can't absorb everything that I've read. So I adjust it based on the assignment and based on what I know I can and can't handle. 15 to 20 pages? Oh, I'd have to stop at like five. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on the read. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So as with everything, there are pros and cons. So tell me a little bit about what are the advantages and what are the disadvantages of this method? Yeah, so I would say the advantages is like we've been talking about. It gives you time to focus on just that assignment, and then you can take a little bit of a break. Um, and that's how you can get more things done in a day. Rather than trying to get everything done at once and you're rushing and be like, oh, no, I have to do this assignment. No, I have to do this one. So I feel like that's the advantage. The disadvantage would be you could get distracted with those 15-minute breaks depending on what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Um, for me as a college student, I know that sometimes if I get on my phone and I get on social media – then I've gone over my five to 10 minute break and now it's 30 minutes. Like it's something easily to right. get distracted. So kind of like you were saying, take distractions away and just focus on it. So I've learned that when I really need to get something done, I take my phone out of the system. You know, I just have what I need. I'm in a, I'm not in my room where I'll get distracted by my things. I'll go to the library or something like that. So I think the disadvantage is like, don't put things that you know you're going to get distracted by in that because you want to take that break longer and longer. So I feel like that might be a disadvantage. Okay. Um, yeah, I know that when I'm doing my work, I tend to get a little bit distracted by my phone and I have to put <laughs> yeah. it in a separate room. Uh, great tips. Okay, so you've kind of talked about it a lot already, but tell me a little bit more specifically, like, how do you use this as a student, um, as an intern, um, specifically for, for your schedule? Yeah, so for me personally, like, let's say at my internship, when I get assignments, I'll get a few at a time, whether it's making marketing materials or looking up research um, for something that you're doing. Um, So what I'll do is I'll kind of make a list of the things I need to get done, and I'll give myself a rough time limit of how how long I think an assignment's going to take. So if I'm doing research, I'm like, okay, that might take me 30 minutes. So like something like that, I'm like, okay, I can just get this done right then and there. So I do it, and then I'll take a break, and then I'll kind of review what I need to do again, and something like that. Um, for school, very good at organizing. I pride myself on that. <laughs> she is amazing <laughs> at organizing. <laughs> so for me, I think finding the methods that work for me and making sure that it's fun and not something that feels like, oh, this is going to take forever. I, you know, I lay out all my assignments. I make a list. I have all my fun organizing my highlighters and me and my clear post-it notes that I have. <laughs> And I get this all set up and I make sure that I'm setting myself up for success. So I think when I have longer assignments, I try not to think of it as a long assignment and more so of, okay, this is going to take me some time, but it's not the end of the world. You know, I get those breaks. Right. You're breaking it up. You're breaking up a big assignment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that compartmentalizing your tasks is actually really helpful. Okay, so final question. Um, Tell us a little bit more about other ways that you help yourself stay organized, um, stay productive. I know you kind of just touched on it. And (laughs) speaking as someone who has seen this girl's technique, (laughs) lots of colors. She has a very finite system. So try your best to explain to our audience exactly what you do, and um, hopefully they can take some some tips from you. (laughs) Well, I'm very big on color coding. So I kind of associate a color with a class. So for me... Math is blue. Don't ask me why. It just is. Okay. And then, you know, green is science or so on and so forth. And so I kind of color coat my binders and my folders and I label everything. You know, this is due this day, so I'm going to put it in this folder or whatever. And then, like I touched on, I have clear Post-it notes. 
I hate reading like school assignments. I love reading otherwise, but I hate reading school assignments. So I have these clear post-it notes and I put them on my book and I write on them and make notes and it's more fun and more aesthetic. Um, so I do that. <laughs> I love the aesthetic piece because yes. I, I can relate to that. I like things to look nice. And so yes. sometimes like when you're saying all of these different colors, I'm like, oh boy, that's <laughs> a lot of colors. But everyone just needs to create their own system. And you've exactly. created so a wonderful system for you. Yeah. I would say that for color coding, it really doesn't need to be that big of a deal. Like you could do red, yellow, green and just, you know, highlight it based on red, I don't know, green, I'm totally good, yellow, I could use some more work. And that's, that's kind great. of that's kind of how yeah. I started doing it because I was like, oh, if I just start doing these rainbow colors, I'm going to get overwhelmed. <laughs> I have no idea what this means anymore. And at this point, I'm just coloring a book. So that's kind of how I started. And I, like you said, anyone can kind of make it their own. You know, I saw this girl um, on, gosh, it was like Instagram or something. And she did this really cool thing and she made an Excel spreadsheet. And so she plugged in all of her assignments, her test dates by color. So one class was one color. And then she included the due date and then another class and then another class. And then she sorted by date. And ah. so she could identify it by the color, knowing that this is a class and this is what's coming up first. And it was, right. yeah, it was really helpful. And I was like, gosh, I wish I was that creative when I was in school. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did that, but I changed it now. I have a planner. I get a new planner every year. And I because most teachers will give you your assignments for the semester so I'll just each class I'll just write it on my calendar just know that that's going to be coming up or something and then I highlight it when it's done that's like my favorite part is getting rid of it and saying I've done it I'm good to go right yeah. right all right well there you have it everybody tips to stay organized whether you're a student a professional a healthcare worker what have you the Pomodoro method thank you so much Shelby for coming and talking with us about this today <laughs> And we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of SA Wellcast, brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Wellbeing and the St. Alphonsus Foundation. We hope you'll tune in again. Until then, be well.